0: Nashville Predators kick off training camp tomorrow and today we're taking a look at three players we're closely watching when camp begins. Roman Yossi, Yakov Trenin, and Igor Afanasiev. We're going to tell you the reasons we're watching these three players in particular today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators,
1: your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start out with a special hello. To our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single episode, we love you guys. We appreciate the support you give us week after week. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. We got hockey this weekend. Oh my
1: gosh, doesn't it feel like it's time? It's so time, y'all. I guess we've
0: had hockey for the past couple of days with the prospects yeah. camp, but I'm talking about the big boys.
1: Yeah. The and there's season. so much you want to watch with the big boys. This is a crazy new season. So it's like, let's get to it and see what happens.
0: Yeah. A lot of storylines to watch in camp. We're of course going to be talking tomorrow about some of the biggest Uh, team storylines that we're going to be watching throughout camp when that starts. Uh, But today we're going to start looking at some individual players Uh, going through the Preds roster, some big names in training camp, and talk about one thing we expect to see from them uh, this camp. Uh, And today we're starting with three players who, for various reasons, uh, are kind of drawing some intrigue. Roman Yossi, that's obvious. Yakov Trenin, maybe kind of a swing player that kind of dictates how Andrew Burnett's going to run this team. And then Igor Afanasyev, the darling of training camp for the past couple of years, uh, maybe his last shot at really making a strong uh, impression in this organization. We'll talk about all of these guys coming up, but let's start uh, with the captain. The, oh, the, yeah. guy, the, the The franchise player goes number one. On our list, and that's Roman Yossi. Uh, and I think a lot of people are looking at Roman Yossi uh, and just kind of seeing his play as kind of a guide for how Andrew Burnett wants to run this team. I absolutely agree. One of the biggest
1: questions that everybody is wrestling with is what is Andrew Burnett's system going to look like? How is he going to use some of these players? And Roman Yossi is probably that biggest question because you have a Norris winning defenseman. He's one of the top defensemen in the league. But he also is this offensive defenseman. And so what is Andrew Burnett going to do with him? And how are these systems, these new changes, how are they going to affect what Roman Yossi does uh, and what his role is on the ice? The other thing I think is really going to be interesting to watch with Roman Yossi is off ice because he is the captain of a much younger team. Also going to be working with some veterans like Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen and Gus Nyquist to work on building kind of a new winning culture within the Predators locker room and with these young players. So I think there is a lot going on for Roman Yossi this coming season. And it all starts in training camp where we see him hit the ice.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of young players uh, looking at him uh, kind of for guidance on on how to play. And he's, of course, going to be, um, you know, looked as a mentor in a lot of different ways. Um, You know, you you mentioned just kind of how he plays. So Roman Yossi, of course, uh, has led the Nashville Predators in scoring uh, for four consecutive seasons now. Uh, And it's notable that those were four years where at least part of it, John Hines, was the head coach. Now, before that, Roman Yossi, still incredible score, you know, career high 61 points uh in 2016 before these last four years, uh, 50 points in in the each of the two years uh that both you know before John Hines took over with Peter Laviolette. So the offense has always been there, but the past four years you kind of see a shift in how Roman Yossi was used. You know, you look at the zone starts. Roman Yossi is like 65% in the offensive zone. Like John Hines is putting out there as like the main offensive playmaker. Right. You go back to the Peter Laviolette years where Yossi was still, again, putting up some great offensive numbers from the blue line. But you look at his role and it's like, you know, 50-50 almost. Like maybe maybe like – you know, 52% offensive uh, or neutral zone starts one year, and then, you know, like, you know, 51 defensive zones like the next year. Like, it was just really on the line. And, you know, it, you relied on Roman Yossi more from the defensive standpoint, more from like a transition game standpoint, as opposed to let's just put him out there and hope that he wins. And, you know, whoever's out there wins the offensive zone face off. And, you know, get it out there. So how's Andrew Burnett going to use them? And that's good to me going to be a big question mark, Ann, because Roman Yossi is kind of been the main offensive facilitator for the Preds. Yeah. Are, are they still going to rely on him for that? Or is Andrew Burnett going to kind of maybe shift the load a bit?
1: When I look at what I expect from Roman Yossi, and again, this is so difficult to kind of make some predictions for the season for these players, because again, don't know quite what Andrew Brunette is going to do with them. But one of the things that we saw kind of in rookie camp, and in rookie camp, they're trying to introduce what Andrew Brunette wants in rookie camp. And one of the things that they kind of talked about is that he is big about getting the puck to the net. And and we saw during the rookie showcase one of the things that the defenseman did from the blue line is put that puck on net not kind of carry it around and look for like can I find a lane can I not it's put that shot on net and I think about what that might mean for Roman Yosi. you know Roman Yosi can find a sliver to get that puck on net, a sliver. He doesn't need a lane. He needs just a little sliver. And so I wonder if the offense that we're going to see from Yossi might come in that way more than he's down in the mix offensively. So that's something that I'm really going to be watching at training camp. Like, Are they going to have Roman Yossi kind of more in in an offensive blue line, stay at the blue line, put the puck on net roll? Or are they going to encourage him to kind of get down in there get in the mix offensively? I think how goes Roman Yossi is going to tell us so much about what Andrew Brunette wants from this team because he's so versatile. And, you know, they're talking about we want to be a more offensive team. You know, puck possession. We want pucks on net. How are they going to do that with somebody like Roman Yossi? So I'm not 100% sure his numbers are going to look totally different, but I think some of the offensive points he gets are going to come maybe a little bit differently than we're used to.
0: Yeah, maybe his offensive numbers aren't much different, but maybe his use and like, you know, maybe you see that reflected in some difference in numbers for some other players like a Philip Forsberg. Right. Thought I was going to sneeze for a second. Uh, or Ryan O'Reilly, maybe you see like, you know, maybe some other offensive players maybe shouldering the load uh, a little bit more. So, you know, I, I would say maybe the first month of the season, and I don't, you know, don't think Roman Yosi is going to get, you know, 25 minutes a game in preseason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but I, I do think maybe over the first month of the season, that is definitely something to watch for. And that's, that's going to affect a lot about what, you know, it's funny, we're we're looking at the blue line and, and looking at the number one defender and having that be a barometer of how the offense yes. how the forwards are gonna be used. <laughs> That's just kind of told you Roman Yossi's impact in the yeah. past couple years.
1: Yeah. And it'll be interesting, too, to see his role on the power play. What's Andrew Brunette going to do with the power play? Because Duchesne is gone. Johansson's gone. You're bringing in Ryan O'Reilly. What's that going to look like for Yossi, too? So I think that's something to definitely keep an eye on as far as his stats and what's coming next for him this season.
0: Yeah. And speaking of seeing what the role is going to be, how about Yakov Trenin? Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a player that I think a lot of Preds fans have kind of debated for a while, like what exact type of player. Uh, that they have here it's going to be interesting to see how andrew burnett uses him we're going to talk about what to expect from yakov trennan in camp and at the start of the season coming up in just one second but first I want to mention today's episode brought to you by fan duel the nfl season is in full swing and right now you can snap into the action with FanDuel America's number one sports book right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet that's $200 in bonus bets win or lose if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get into the action the app is so easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads Player props, like how many carries is Derrick Henry going to have in a game or passing yards is Ryan Tannehill going to have. Over-unders on point totals and much, much more. Seriously, if you're a football fan, you are going to want to check this out. Visit FanDuel.com to kick off the NFL season and get 200 in bonus bets. Again, FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, and we are talking about players to watch in a preseason training camp. Let's even say first couple of weeks of the regular season. Another one to watch out for in my book, a little bit of one that's off the trail a little bit, is Yann yeah. Trennan. Mm-hmm. Now, here was a guy that I think a lot of Predators fans, not quite sure where he fits in long term in terms of his role good right. player regardless but you know this is a guy that was you know kind of on that third line a couple of years ago scored 17 goals uh as part of that herd line i think a lot of people were expecting okay like you know may- maybe that big breakthrough is coming out maybe he's going to be a 20 goal score maybe he's going to kind of be like a you know a low-key underrated power forward for the nashville predators uh things changed a little bit last year i mean still 12 goals but Not, you know, as much of an offensive impact as I think players would hope uh, or fans would hope the uh, the breakup of the herd line, I think, certainly played a role in that. So under Andrew Burnett, remember, this is a guy that goes all out offense, likes speed, uh, you know, likes finesse. Here's Yakov Trenin, a good skater, you know, not necessarily speed, but a very good skater, a very aggressive skater. Um, you know, it's, it's, you could see him going either way. And it's funny. You could see him kind of being like, you know, somebody that anchors the bottom of the lineup. You can see him maybe, you know, being thrown out into the top two lines and saying, it's like, okay, we have some speed. We have some finesse. Let's see what Trennan can do. Maybe in a different element up
1: there. Yeah, Yakov Trennan is um, one of those players you mentioned. He kind of is overlooked when you talk about the Nashville Predators. But if you look what he's contributed over the last couple seasons, the word I think of is steady. Like Yakov Trennan is a steady presence in, you know, they broke up the herd line when you had Sissons and Trennan and Janot together. There was really something there. And then kind of Janot didn't have the same season. But what is Yakov Trenin going to do? And what I love about the potential for Trenin is I love he and Sissons together. I think that they have great chemistry. And at the end of last season, you saw a line with Trenin, Sissons, and Parsonin. And that was really intriguing to me because, you know, you have Yusuf Parson and who is strong on the puck. He is physical, but he's also kind of that finesse player. He's got some of that puck finesse, too. And so you think, okay, is Yakov Trenin going to be somebody that they keep with Parson? And, you know, I could see that happening. But I agree with you when you have these younger players who maybe aren't as strong yet physically, is Yakov Trenin somebody that you could slot in with, you know, uh, a Phil Tomasino to give that physicality. Um So the role of Yakov Trenin, I think there's a lot more that Andrew Burnett may want to try with him than what we've seen the last couple of seasons from him.
0: Yeah. And the other thing to keep in mind is Trenin is an unrestricted free agent after this year. Yeah. So there's some stuff to prove both ways. Yakov Trenin uh, is going to be fighting for a bigger contract, going to pr- try to prove that he can be, you know, maybe a little bit bigger role uh, on a team like this, maybe become, you know, a, flirt with a 20 goal, you know, total every year. Maybe even if the, the, you know, the assist total isn't quite there yet. And for the Nashville Predators, you kind of want to see what you have here. Right. Because, you know, there are some players coming through the pipeline uh, who are going to be fighting for spots soon? And you know, if you look at, you know, Yakov Trenin, and you know, you see him, you know, maybe being a similar role to, let's say, somebody like Logan or um, you know Zach Larue right. coming up uh, in the system or something like that. Then you're going to want to be like, okay, is it really worth you know what the contract is going to be? after this year, it seems like this could be a tryout year for Trinidad, but that might work in his favor. Like he might be motivated to try to prove himself, maybe get work his way into some power play minutes, maybe work his way into kind of a, you know, a, a, you know, a secondary role on a top line. He may benefit from depending, you know, the, the way Andrew Burnett uses him, if he chooses him to maybe play him beyond what he's been playing at the past couple of years. Right.
1: And I think training camp is so important for Yakov Trenin in saying, right. hey, there's more potential here maybe than what we've capitalized on. The other thing that I will say about Trenin is he is such a great penalty killer. Yeah. Anytime I watch him on the penalty kill, I'm like, he is an annoying eight-year-old brother. That's his role on the penalty kill because he will pick and pester and do that whole, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, as they try to bring the puck up the ice. And I think there is um, something really important about what he brings to the penalty kill that I think needs to be weighed in as they're watching him through training camp and through this season to, to what he brings, because I think he really has something there. Here's my bold prediction for him. He had two shorthanded goals last season. I think Yakov Trennan going to have several more shorthanded goals if he's uh, on that penalty kill, because he is such um he is such a pester he does such a great job wasting time on the penalty kill you know holding things up so this is kind of the ace up his sleeve that i think he has that will really get andrew brunette to say okay what else can we do like what else can we do because we've got this from him what else can we get out of yakov trenin and and he is going to be so interesting to watch in training camp
0: and sort of in the same uh you know in the same vein of what you're talking about too uh, he also draws a lot of penalties.
1: Oh, he does. Just the yeah. way he
0: moves, the physicality, the way he always fights uh, to move forward uh, gets held up a lot. He gets tripped a lot, hooked a lot. Uh, so there's, you know, some value in that as well. So Yakov Trennan, somebody may be destined for some bigger things in the Nashville Predators lineup. Uh, we'll have to see how that goes.
1: I think he's also really important off ice right now in the season the Predators are in because you have uh, Fedor Svechkov, you have Yaroslav Askarov, you have Igor Afanasyev, you have these young Russians. And Yakov Trenin has become the the Papa Russian to them. Like they get together almost every night. They were talking uh, with us at uh, training camp like, We get together at his house, we play card games, we go out to dinner, we do things together. They've been to Top Golf a gazillion times. And I think there's something really important too about like Papa Trennan kind of making this uh, a little bit easier transition for some of these young Russian players as they come up through the system. So love what he's doing off the ice and the investment he's making off the ice too for this team.
0: Uh, I now would love to see Yakov Trennan just absolutely yeet a ball. <laughs> <and>
1: <laughs> I would, That's I know, would, wouldn't that be so fun?
0: That ball has got to scream as it's getting <laughs> just shot out there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There, there's another player you mentioned in there, and that I think a lot of people have their eye on uh in camp Igor Afanasiev, somebody who almost made the team out of camp a few seasons ago. Is this going to be his breakout year? We'll talk about that coming up in just one second.
1: First I all, let you know today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Several years ago, my husband and I were doing some overseas travel. And while I was there, I ended up getting really sick. I didn't have access to a doctor. And all I could do is go to a pharmacy and try to figure out what they had over the counter that was going to help until I could get home. Uh, it doesn't have to be like that anymore, y'all. Everybody should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during unexpected circumstances. So that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, and it gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency Jace, make sure you have it when you need it. Jace Medical is very simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery, and they provide ongoing consultation and care so you do not have to be caught unprepared. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using our code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Again, check out Jace medical.com and use our promo code locked on.
0: And we are talking about players to watch as training camp begins this week for the Nashville Predators. Uh, And we are going to end with one of the guys. I think a lot of fans have their eyes on. They have had a lot of eyes on him. the past couple of training camps. And that's Igor Afanasyev. This is a kid everybody in Nashville loves. You've talked to him before. Such a good personality, yes. such a fun, loving guy. Uh, and when he first came over to North America, uh, or you know, I should say, came back to North America uh, after being in Russia during the COVID year, uh, he very nearly made the Nashville. He term. did. Yeah, Uh, camp, you know, they put out a really strong camp. Everybody was like, oh, man, like that's a hidden gem that's going to come back. Hasn't quite hit his stride in the way that a lot of people wanted, Uh, you know, rough first season in Milwaukee, uh, rough ish second season in Milwaukee. uh, Although he did get his first taste of uh, NHL hockey with Mm -hmm. a 17 game call up. Scored one goal, uh, had a very good playoffs for the Admirals yes. last year. And I think a lot of people were hoping uh, that he was going to carry that momentum into this training camp. And you've seen him at, at rookie camp, and I'm getting the vibe from you and some others. Not the best first impression, at least so far this camp.
1: Yeah, one of the things that you really look for, especially this rookie camp when the the Milwaukee Admirals had this deep playoff run, is you want to see these players pick up where they left off. You know, Carl Taylor talked about that. You've got to stack the experience. And I don't feel like we're seeing postseason Afanasiev at rookie camp yet. Not to write him off, but I do feel like we aren't seeing him pick up his play where he left off. Like you said, incredible postseason for the Milwaukee Admirals. He only played two of the three games that the rookie showcase, but I, you know, let's not read into that any more than it is. Look, Carl Taylor knows Igor's game. He has seen him a lot. So they really wanted to rest some of the more experienced guys to get a look at some of these younger players. So that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, his performance, but you want to see just a little bit more for Igor because you know, it's there, you know, you, you saw it with Milwaukee. You know, that it's there in his 17 games with the Nashville predators. It wasn't that Igor didn't generate some great offensive chances. He just didn't finish on them. Like I think they would have wanted. And I know there are some opportunities he would have wanted back. And so that's kind of what, we're looking for in training camp this is a guy who is a perennial keep your eye on him could he make the roster and hopefully when he hits training camp you know hits the ice on Thursday they have team meetings and everything tomorrow when they hits the ice at practice on Thursday we're going to see a little bit more of postseason Igor than we have yet so far in the rookie showcase um and again, look, the Rookie Showcase, it's really hard to take a lot away from that because, again, they're learning brand new systems. They're they're implementing what Andrew Brunette wants to see. This is all new things. A lot of younger players, he's not playing with players who have the same amount of experience as he does. So don't want to read too much into it, but this is a player where I'm like, now let's see, you're going up against Roman Yossi, Luke Shen. You know, who, who are you going to be able to – To match up well with how are you going to be able to come away from the boards with the puck when you're playing these guys you've had NHL experience where where are you now so this is a player definitely keeping keeping my eye on and I don't know like I looked back at like who were his line mates. And he was in like two kind of different lines. He had, you know, he was on a line with offensive playmakers like Cody Glass and Phil Tomasino for quite a stretch. And then he was on a line with like kind of those physical fourth liners, Michael McCarron and Mark Jankowski. So what do they see in Igor? Like, do they see him as that offensive playmaker? Do they see him more as like that physical presence on the line? It's going to be really interesting to see how they use him in training camp and in some of these preseason and exhibition games Where, where do they see Igor fitting in?
0: Yeah, that's, that's to me is a big question is how do they see him? You know, as you mentioned, like, how do they see him? But the big thing is just, he has got to step up his gay game. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily, you know, Oh, he's going to wait for a role and go all in on this role. Like he just has to do, I think the little things, right? Like he's got to skate well, Uh, he's got to compete along the boards. He's got to win his puck battles, um, you know, not just in, in preseason and in some of these games and showcase games and, and preseason games, but in camp, like you got to mention, like he's got to go head to head with Philip Forsberg or, or Ryan O'Reilly or Gustav Nyquist and some of these one on one puck battles and win those puck battles, because those are NHL caliber players. And, you know, if you can't do that, even against some of your best players in practice it's going you're going to be hard pressed to do that against Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews right. or anybody like that. So, you know, to me Igor's got to focus on doing that. And it's I, I hate to say this like because he's 22 years old, but you also get the sense that time's running out for him a little bit to really put his stamp on his development. Uh he's it feels like he's been passed by some other prospects in the pipeline getting to nashville it feels like he's been passed uh even in milwaukee like some other players have stepped up and have played a bigger role uh than he has it it just feels like you know this is a new coach new system new front office like if 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 it happens again like if he's passed by some of these new players coming into the organization like Fedor fetch or, you know, you know, a player like Joachim Kamel, who's getting his first real training camp with this team. Um, You know, if there's players that kind of pass him in terms of where the Preds rank him on the prospect pipeline, like that's, it's going to be tough. And I'm not saying like, you know, he's destined for the minors forever or anything like that, or he's never going to make NHL Right. really hard. Uh, when you're 22 going on 23, uh, and you, and you start getting passed by all, you know, all these players in the system. So I think that's my big concern to me is it's, it's, I think he's got to have a strong camp this Mm -hmm. year to show, Hey, like I'm still somebody that fits into the system moving forward.
1: Yeah. And I think you're right. This is the window, new coach, new opportunity. They're going to look at him in a different way. They're going to see what all can he bring. He's not pigeonholed into anything. It's a fresh slate. This is uh, the time for Igor to step up and really have his best training camp.
0: Yeah. We'll see if he does. There's a lot of really strong players uh, that we want to see. We still talk about Philip Forsberg. What's his role with this team going to be? Alexander Carey and Dante Fabro, two players that kind of have similar stories, maybe competing for one spot on this team long term, and more prospects that we're going to take a look at. Uh, we're going to profile that coming up this week. Plus, training camp uh, officially starts tomorrow. They will be on the ice for the first practice on a Thursday. We're going to talk about some of the biggest storylines uh, that we are most interested watching as from a team standpoint. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that is coming up all this week on the Lockdown Predators podcast. And where can people find your work?
1: You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on Twitter X
0: at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at PenaltyBoxRadio.com or whatever Twitter is calling itself now at underscore NSMorgan. You can also follow me on Instagram at NSMorgan. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with an all new episode. We'll see you then.